everybody, and welcome to this special Thanksgiving weekend episode of the KTH 910 AM Interview of the Week. And uh, we are off this weekend. This was pre-recorded, but I do wish you a very happy Thanksgiving. I hope you had a great day a couple of days ago and that the weekend continues to be a time when you reflect on all the blessings that you have had, even despite the challenges of this year. And I'm going to reintroduce you or revisit uh, somebody who I have interviewed on several occasions. And uh, this is a gentleman I have great respect for. And I asked him to come and talk about Thanksgiving because he, to me, and he wouldn't admit this, but for to me, he embodies the spirit of gratefulness, the spirit of joy, the spirit of thanksgiving, and uh, he's written me several handwritten notes about how grateful he is for Catholic Radio despite uh, setbacks. And so uh, his name is Bill Button, and he is a convert to the Catholic Church, and he is a parishioner at St. Joseph Parish in Richardson, where we know our dear friend Father Jason Cargo is the pastor, and so we wish everybody there who's listening to that a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend as well. And Bill, uh, just as a bit of background, in addition to all the other travails of 2020, uh, this year had to suffer the loss of his job back in April of this year, and then his sister passed away just uh, a few months ago in August of 2020. Uh, Betty was her name. Is that right, Bill? Yes, okay. Betty, Betty, Betty Button and Bill Button. What great names they are. So, Bill, uh, thanks for coming in. Good to see you. How are you? I'm fine. Great to see you, Dave. Yeah. Still have that smile on your face. And <laughs> as you look at 2020, how, uh, like I said, you, you smile, but it's been a tough year for you, hasn't it? I mean, just objectively speaking, some of the things that you've mm-hmm. had to uh, undergo, even above and beyond COVID and riots and all you know, all the other craziness of this year, it's been a tough year, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been it's been a challenge, uh, but in this kind of environment, I don't have to look very far to see people who are suffering much more than I am dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all. I'm healthy. I yeah. don't have the virus, and no one in my family has it, and I haven't lost anyone to the virus, and I don't, you know, I just, I'm so thankful for that. I'm just so grateful for the for my health, and when it comes to Thanksgiving, I'm just so thanksgive, thankful to be alive. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the fact that I exist yeah. is something to be thankful for. I mean, you've heard probably the the philosopher Rene Descartes, his his famous formulation of his was, "I think, therefore I am." Yeah. Well, I I can apply that sort of to myself. I can revise it and say, "I am, therefore I am thankful." <laughs> you know, I, just just to just to be and. Um, or as I, Hamlet said, "To be or not to be—that is <laughs> the question, right? Uh, whether to snowball in the mind, but uh, yeah, to there be alive, to exist, is go. a great blessing and. Yes. Uh, that's why I think it's a good thing just to wake up every morning and say, thank you, God, for this new day. I yes, try to and, train myself to do that. And as far as, like, you know, helping me maintain a peaceful, thankful attitude, I don't have to look any farther than the scriptures mm-hmm. that, yeah. that, our, that our Holy Mother Church has provided for us and that uh, we're, we're, we're forcefully and specifically exhorted to read yeah, even I mean the Catechism says it in, in paragraph one thirty three, the Church forcefully and specifically exhorts all Christian faithful 
to learn the surpassing knowledge of Jesus Christ by frequent reading mm-hmm. of the divine scriptures. And, How do you, you work? Yeah. You'll find you'll find peace there. You How do you work that into your your schedule? Uh, like, do you do just, it like at the same time every day, or uh, how do you keep I on usually, track? I, I usually do read. Uh, I do usually do read every day, and one thing that's very helpful and very um, easy to work in your schedule is just read the daily mass readings. Yeah, I mean they're they're just right there in front of you. And, yeah, and they will. It's just such a help in maintaining an even keel, especially in times like this. Um, and especially for me, I've really found a lot of encouragement and help in the writings of Paul, and especially. If anyone is is looking for some peaceful encouragement, read the book of Philippians. Okay, because he 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 says, um, "I know indeed how to live in humble circumstances. I know also how to live with abundance in every circumstance and in all things. I have learned the secret of being well fed and of going hungry, of living in abundance and of being in need. I have the strength for everything through Him who empowers me." Mm. So that pretty much covers it. <laughs> yeah, know? certainly does. Whatever, whatever comes your way, just and he even says he goes. He says further, have no anxiety at all, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Yeah, make your requests known to God. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, I, I fall far short of this, Dave. But that's that's the kind of attitude that I would strive to have. And, yeah. And you can find, like I said, you can find support for this in the scriptures all over the place. I, I mean, I, also the Gospel of John when, when Christ says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that, that's, that requires an effort on your part. You know, don't. Yeah. And he, he says further, uh, in the world you will have trouble. But take courage, I have conquered the world. Mm-hmm. But that phrase, let not, don't let your hearts be troubled. Yeah. I mean, you're gonna, you have, you're to, you have to give her permission, don't yeah, you? You're going yeah. to feel the trouble. Don't, don't yeah. worry about that. It's coming. But right. you have to let, don't let your heart be troubled. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. Does, it does require, uh, you know, an effort on your part. So that, that, that just helps me maintain peace and, and a thankful attitude. Um, Whatever happens, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's great. And I, that's why I wanted to talk to you this weekend because uh, this is a time when we really have to be grateful and uh, reflect on that. So back in April, uh, probably about a month or so into the pandemic and everybody's, you know, talking about lockdowns and shelter in place and a lot of uncertainty still. And you, in the midst of that, you lose your job, perhaps because of it, you lost your job. Yes, yes and it, was. it was because of the, the economic slowdown. Yeah, and it still hasn't come back yet. Uh, you know, there's always this kind of worst case scenario. We can start thinking that, you know, gosh, I'm going to go broke. I'm going to be homeless. I'm going to lose everything. I'm going to lose my house and my car. You'd, I'm guessing you didn't fall into that trap because yeah, for reasons you just explained. How, how did you deal well, with that? Um, it's just that it's like in, the, in, in Jeremiah, he says, um, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. So, of course, it didn't feel like that, yeah. you know, um, when that happened. But uh, I, I try to remind myself that I can't see the canvas that God's painting on. I mean, mm-hmm. I can see a little bit of it, but 
what the whole picture looks like. I have no idea, and I will, I'll never know that. And in Isaiah, he says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Mm-hmm. So can I figure this out? Absolutely not. I mean, yeah, I can't. It's, it's, it's beyond me. Yeah, I, I would love to be able to do so, but I'm. That's not something I can do. So it, it's sort of like they say that's way above my pay grade. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. So yes, I feel like worrying about it, and yes, I will get. I'll have a lot of anxiety, and and of course, but uh, as Proverbs says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not rely on your own insight. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. And he will make straight your paths. So, if I relied on my own insight, yeah. I'd be in a lot of trouble. <laughs> so, yeah, me you know, too. Me so too. That's the attitude I need to strive for. And if you know, if I can do that, then you know, with the help of Catholic Radio, I can mm-hmm. you know maintain the attitude. Yeah, because I mean, we've just come through quite a contentious election campaign. In case you didn't notice, yeah, it's not over uh, either. Yeah, <laughs> and. So if you wanted to hear argument and lots of contentious speech, you didn't have to go very far. Yeah. But if you wanted something as an alternative, all you had to do was turn on Catholic radio. If you want to hear something true, good, and beautiful, yeah, it's right there. And it's just such a great alternative to what, the environment has been like lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's for sure. And it's going to be especially, I think, important during the upcoming Christmas and Thanksgiving seasons. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, when yeah. People, you know, probably in many cases, they won't be able to travel like they want to. They won't be able to see who they want to see in the way that they want to see them. At least they'll be able to have something true, yeah. good, and beautiful to listen to and to. Uh, as an alternative that's available 24 hours a day. Yeah, you know? yeah. And well, that's uh, that's so true. Bill Button is my guest. He he is uh, he worships at St. Joseph Parish in Richardson, and we're talking about Thanksgiving on this Thanksgiving uh, weekend, and hopefully you are feeling it despite all the setbacks. And, you know, and like I said, one of the reasons I wanted to bring I, Bill in is because he's had a, a really, really challenging I, year. I did want to say that. I mean, I'm so thankful that during 2020 that I'm Catholic now. Yeah. I mean, I'm so thankful for my conversion. I can't, it's been like 11 years. It feels like it's been about 11 minutes. I mean, (laughs) it's just, I just, Dave, I have to just thank everybody at St. Joseph's. And, and I, how I came there was through Monsignor Donald Fisher's radio program. Uh Technically it wasn't on a Catholic radio station, but it was a Catholic radio program. He has, um, here in, in Dallas on a, a secular station, he has a weekly program called Pastoral Reflections. Uh-huh. And I was an Episcopalian, but I listened to his program on Sunday mornings. And long about 10 years ago, 11 years ago, I was listening to it. And after it was over, a question came into my head, why am I not a Catholic? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, they identified his parish at St. Joseph's and Richardson. So I went there, started going there during the week for weekday masses. I did that for several months. And with every mass, I just knew that I needed to be Catholic. And yeah. 
So I contacted the RCIA, RCIA in uh, September of 2008, and at the Easter Vigil 2009, they said, you're ready to be received. And so I just thank Ken Stepanidis, the RCIA director, and um, Frank McGill, my sponsor, and Betty McGill, and Ben Fisher, and Leilani Tickman, and Kevin and Christy Conway, and Jeff and Deborah Walsh, and everybody there at St. Joseph's, and uh, Father Jason Cargo is the pastor now, as mm-hmm. you said, and uh, the parochial vicar, Father Jesus Chavez, and the priest in residence, Father Joseph Nduman Kazil, and the deacon, Randy Engel, deacon John Carlisle, deacon Richard Nelson, and deacon Tim Vidyard. They're all such great servants of God, and I'm very thankful for them. And of course, I'm thankful to Monsignor Fisher. Um, mm-hmm. It yeah. was so great because his voice kind of began my conversion. I ended up being received by him oh, in, really? into his oh, parish. Wow. So that's neat. It that's was neat. Great. And that was yes. back in 2000, 2009. 2009. Yes. yes. Uh, you know, we're down to our last five minutes or so. And I, I like what you said about how excited and I'm paraphrasing proud and uh, thankful you are to be Catholic. Because many people would say this is a very challenging time to be a Catholic. There's a lot of confusion. There is a lot of dissension. There's, you know, a lot, a lot of people are, you know, uh, you know, upset about the way things are going and the McCarrick report and all this stuff. Right. And but you, but you, you always seem to find a way to look at that glass half full. Right. Uh, how, how do you? Not that you're overlooking the bad stuff, but you seem right. to be able to transcend it. Right. Well, I, I guess what I would look at is just the 2,000-year history of the Catholic Church. I mean, you could probably ask any Catholic in any of those 2,000 years, you know, there's going to be strife, and there's going to be issues, and there's going to be difficulties. You know, what else is new? Yeah. Uh, but, But after 2,000 years... You know, the words of, of Christ still apply. The The church is still here. His promise to St. Peter that, you know, the church is going to prevail. Yes. And, and after 2,000 years, you know, so far so good. And, uh, you know, you, you just look at that and, again, you, you look at Catholic radio. Just look at the technology now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just amazing, especially in this time when you can't, physically gather you can gather virtually i mean just think of how how great that is i mean in catholic radio has it helps me so much because catholic radio now is like this big community fireplace Mm -hmm. that everybody can still gather at yeah you can still know that the catholic community is still out there and engaged and especially like on the call-in shows you can hear from all over the world your brother and sisters calling in and and you're there with them, like I said, it's just, for right now, it's our fireplace that we can gather at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that gives kind of a, a warm, cozy feeling. I feel like yeah. I should be making a s'more <laughs> or something right now. Especially as the weather gets cold. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Bill Button's my guest from St. Joseph Parish in Richardson. We're talking about Thanksgiving, the many reasons we do have uh, to be very thankful, even in 2020. Uh, I believe we enter Advent season this weekend, as of when this airs. Um, how do you spend Advent? Yes. Uh, this is obviously a time of great hope yes. as we anticipate the the birth of our Savior. How, how do you generally spend Advent? Yes. Well, I mean, I uh, Advent is so great because of the traditions that you 
you have in your place, like an Advent wreath mm-hmm. that you can light every day, and uh, just things like that. And it's Advent is just such a time of of anticipation and preparation, um, and it's it's really a it's just such a it is a season of hope. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. every time you light one of those candles and just look at that flame. It gives you hope. It does. Yeah. Just yeah. that simple act of lighting that candle. Yeah. Let me ask you a question about the loss of your sister, Betty, back in August. Yes. And that's obviously, yes. from a, a very human standpoint, a very, very sad yes. thing, especially that, since you don't have your own family. I think you're, so you've been single your whole life, yes. and then you lost yes. your sister who lived nearby. I believe in, uh, she lived in, in Austin. In Austin. Yes. Uh, how, how, from a spiritual standpoint, were you able to handle um, that loss? Well, she... Uh, she was just such a gift. Mm-hmm. She was very beautiful and very talented. Um, one example of her great talent, she was a great dancer. And for, for a time, she attended Tyler Junior College. And your, the, the listeners in Texas, I'm sure, have heard of the Apache Bells. Mm-hmm. They're the, the drill performance team at that, at that college. And... They are much acclaimed all over Texas. And in, in order for a dancer to be admitted into that organization, you've got to be very good. I mean, the, the Apache Bells were so good at, that the, the Dallas Cowboys football team took them to L.A. to perform at the Coliseum. Oh, is that right? halftime show. I yeah, mean, they didn't so, even bring their cheerleaders, so we huh? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'll never forget watching my sister on nationwide TV Dancing at the Cowboy game at, in the L.A. Coliseum. Oh wow! Wow. So anyway, she was she was very beautiful, very talented, and she was just a gift. You know, it was just a gift to know her. And of course, I'm comforted by the scriptures where where Christ says, um, "In my house, in my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. If there were not, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you." I will come back again and take you to myself so that where I am, you also may be. Mm. And I think of those verses in Betty and it gives me peace. Yeah, yeah. And you will be reunited with her one day. We know We know that as as a a part of our faith is that we believe in the resurrection. And uh, Bill, I appreciate you coming in. Uh, I really hope that your enthusiasm, your spirit of gratitude and thanksgiving and charity really rubs off on people. I know it does on me because I can get into, you know, kind of bad moods every now and then. And uh, I'm not as, I don't don't quite have the grace pouring down upon me like you do, but uh, at least I, I know you and I I consider well, you a just, friend. I'm so thankful for you, Dave, and your work, and so thankful for the Guadalupe Radio Network. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming in. It's great to see you again. And this has been the interview of the week. I hope you have felt blessed by the words of Bill Button and uh, and that you're having a nice uh, weekend and that you're thankful for so many things. Like like Bill said, the mere fact that we're that we exist, you know, just to be is is a is a great blessing, and we need to be reminded of that regularly. That's one of our missions here on Catholic Radio. So, Bill, thank you so much. Thanks also to Diane Xavier for her work in producing this program, and thank you for listening as we end up uh, the final gosh going into the final month of 2020 and into 2021. We're going to continue doing this program and. And so whenever you have ideas of somebody I should interview that has something to do with 
Catholicism here in North Texas, I would love to hear from them. So email me with suggestions, please. Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. Have a wonderful rest of your Thanksgiving weekend. Hello? Hello, I'm Slim, and I represent the SFFA. The what? The Stick Figure Families of America. Um... Oh, you know who we are. You see our bumper stickers all over the place. The moms, the dads, and the little babies. Oh, okay. Well, we're trying to bring awareness to our plight. You know, with the trend of dinosaurs and spaceships destroying us. So we're hosting a bumper sticker selfie raffle. Hang on. KTH 910AM is hosting a bumper sticker selfie raffle, too. Oh? But are you giving away cool prizes once a week? Yes. All the way to December 12th? Yep. Well, do people send their selfies to Dave Palmer at grnonline.com? Yes, that's weird. Oh, well, how about you take a selfie for us and I take one for you? Deal. Do you use a selfie stick? I find that term offensive. Oh, I'm sorry. Be sure to participate in the KTH 910AM bumper sticker selfie raffle for a chance to win prizes every week. Email your selfies to Dave Palmer at grnonline.com or post them in our GRN DFW Facebook group. How would you like to attend a Baroque Christmas concert in the midst of Christmas tide? The Orchestra of New Spain will perform its annual Christmas concert at St. Philip the Apostle Parish in Dallas on Saturday, January 5th at 6.30 p.m. and at St. Cecilia Catholic Church in Dallas on Saturday, January 10th at 6 p.m. This unique Christmas program incorporates the Orchestra of New Spain's vast research into the undiscovered music of Spain and the New World. For more information, visit orchestraofnewspain.org. The biggest problem Gotham City has, besides the Joker, the Riddler, and all those guys, is the lack of Catholic radio. If you're listening to this right now, you're one of the lucky ones that has access to the fullness of truth. Next week is the Guadalupe Radio Network's Christmas share You could be the hero that the GRN needs. So pick up your bat phones, or regular phones, and call in from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., Tuesday through Friday, at one 800 476 Why am I giving this message? Because I'm Batman. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this edition of the KTH 910 AM Guadalupe Radio Network Interview of the Week uh, here across North Texas. Glad you're with us, and uh, we are in the season of Advent now, my favorite time of the year, and there's so much to be thankful for, even during a challenging year like we've had, and it's the time when we start getting into that uh, Christmas spirit, and you might want to get out and about. There aren't that many opportunities these days to get out and about, but I'm going to talk about a few of them over the next month or so, and I have a returning guest, uh, Grover Wilkins, who is the artistic director of the Orchestra of New Spain. They are located online at orchestraofnewspain.org, and I do want to thank his marketing director, Freya Berggren, who has been very, very good over the years in keeping me up to date on the happenings with the Orchestra of New Spain and all their concerts and events, and so thanks to her. And I welcome Grover uh, to the program to talk about especially a concert coming up right around the corner, December 6th, um, which is, uh, I guess you call a subscription Christmas concert. And we'll talk more about what that means. But uh, anyways, welcome, Grover, and thanks for being with me. Glad to be here again. Uh, This must be the fourth or fifth year we've done this. Yeah. And we really appreciate your taking us to your public, because that pu- your public is our public. Yeah, amen. Thanks so much. Uh, I was surprised you told me before we started recording that you have been in this position for 32 years, and you're actually the founder of the Orchestra of New Spain. There may be some listeners who are learning about this for the first time, so can you tell us what was your inspiration 32 years ago to begin it, and uh, maybe a little bit of background about the organization? 
Well, I'm very glad you started with that question because I've been thinking over the last week or so about so much um, comment in the news of inclusion. And would you believe that 32 years ago when I wrote the um, purpose of the orchestra, I started off with the fact that I was very disturbed that Spanish and Hispanic New World music were not included in the trove of music, classical music, not just Christmas music, but classical music in general. That music was not included in the the canon of important classical music. Mm. And it seemed to me that it was very strange that that was the case because uh, Spain had been very important in the Renaissance, and there was there, that music was known, but nothing in the Baroque and after. So I started looking and found this music in Spain, uh, starting off in the royal palace. And the the occasion for it was that uh, when uh, the Dallas Symphony was opening its new hall, they wanted to include the Hispanic community in the opening festivities. So knowing that I had discovered this music, they invited us to do a concert. But instead of putting it in the Meyerson Symphony Center, we put it in the cathedral, mm. in the Guadalupe Cathedral, about which I was very, very happy. And we filled the cathedral for the first concert, which took place the week of the opening of the Meyerson Symphony Center in 1989. Oh, wow. Can you believe it? And so what was um, your background? Obviously, you have a great love for the Spanish and New World music. Um, I have to tell you, and it's embarrassing, when I was in high school at Woodrow Wilson, I had the opportunity to take German, uh, Latin, or Spanish. Mm -hmm. And my father said, Grover, if you're going to be a smart student in the university, you're going to want to... You're going to want to concentrate on Latin or German. Spanish is not the kind of language that you're going to want to spend time on. <laughs> Big mistake. Yeah. So 10 years down the road, 15 years down the road, I'm struggling to learn Spanish on the streets of Madrid. But finally, you know, I've gotten to the point where I can at least have a conversation. Yeah. And I'm so proud of that. Uh, the only thing is I learned it on the streets of, of Madrid. So... Sometimes people think I talk funny Spanish. <laughs> and you're not Hispanic yourself. You just have a have an aff- affinity for this kind of kind of music. And uh, for you the know, you know, I, just to be really clear, it just uh, it was amazing to me that when the symphony said they were looking for someone to do something Hispanic, I couldn't come up with anything for a Baroque orchestra. Mm. Nothing was published. And of course, I've learned over these 32 years. I mean, there's so much music out there. There's just unbelievable, unbelievable amounts. And I think we're singing music from five different Spanish-speaking countries in this concert. Wow, wow. And what kind of, uh, for somebody like me who doesn't have a a lick of musical talent or much even knowledge for that matter, what kind of instruments and what what makes this kind of music appealing to a, a listener, perhaps even somebody that doesn't have a lot of experience like you do? Um, I was thinking about that just before you called. Um, I would say of English um, Christmas music, it's joyous. And I would say of 
most Hispanic Christmas music, yeah. not only is it joyous, it's fun. Yeah. And I say that because of so much of the rhythm of it um, and the way the rhythm and the language fit together in a kind of dance-like motif. And we find that in, uh, in the music of all these composers. I think in particular of Padre Antonio Soler, who was a Catalan Spaniard, and who worked in the uh, famous monastery at El Escorial, right outside of Madrid. He wrote about 150 uh, what are called in Spanish, Villancicos, Christmas carols. And so many of those concentrate on uh, a profession or some quirk of a nationality. The Spanish often make fun of the Portuguese, uh, as the French make fun of the, of the Belgians, as uh, we make fun of lots of people. Um, <laughs> these composers use themes that the common man would understand. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, they're able to tell the story of the Christmas story uh, in colorful ways and often with very colorful music that uh, make you want to sing and dance. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about what's happening December 6th. And uh, there's also a couple of concerts uh, in the new year that are going to be at Catholic churches. Uh, the one on December 6th is at Our Redeemer Lutheran Church. Uh, it's it's uh, on the Feast of St. Nicholas, of course, so I'm sure it's going to have a real Christmassy feel. But uh, what will people experience? And tell us more about what will happen that evening. Well, we're going to present those five, those five uh, countries and composers with a, a wide variety of rhythmic and melodic things. Um, you can hear bits of some of that, I think, on our website. But it's music that was written for by, by very very smart composers who knew how to, to get the message across and of course when you're writing for Christmas the message is very clear so you're able to you're able to make sometimes fun about it um but you're also able to get the story across and i think the thing that people want to want to think about is when you've got in a place like uh our redeemer uh, we're going to have violins, a cello, a bass, a, uh, a Baroque organ with wooden pipes, and we'll have only six singers. You know, we're, we're um, distanced. Only every other row will be open to the public. Um, our singers and instrumentalists will, will be wearing masks, as will I. And uh, we're doing everything we can to make it safe. And this will be our fourth concert since the, the uh, COVID came in. It will be our fourth concert to present to the public. We're in pub, we're playing music live for the public. So it's a rare opportunity for you to get out and safely hear live music. Yeah. The language for all of what we're doing is Spanish, uh, with some exceptional African uh, lines thrown in in one of these, and uh, they represent Cuba, uh, Mexico, Chile, uh, Spain, and um, one is escaping me. Oh, Bolivia, of course, yes. where where I have been and worked, 
and I've worked with the musicians there who have supplied us so much music um, from the Jesuits who were there in the 18th century and taught the, the children in the local schools to play all the musical instruments so that and, and that is a con- that is a tradition that continues until this day. Yeah. You know, which leads me into the next question I was going to ask is about the the Catholic contribution. Uh, you mentioned Padre Antonio Soler. I'm, I'm guessing that might be a priest. I don't know if the Padre Mienti is a right. priest. And then the Jesuits, of course, a Catholic priestly order as well. Um, what, what influence did the, the Catholic Church and Christianity in large ha- have to do with uh, the beauty of this music? Um. All it takes is to go into any church these days that has um, stained glass windows. In the time, those stained glass windows told the illiterate um, the story of Jesus and Christianity, Mary, the history of the Bible. And in the same way, composers explain the meaning of Christmas in the text that they use, no matter whether the text is about something biblical or about the local knife sharpener and his conflict with the mayor or the apothecary and his uh, dealings with the junk man. Um, all of these stories lead the listener to, to the meaning of the season. Yes, beautiful. Grover Wilkins is my guest. He is the artistic director with the Orchestra of New Spain. He's been in this position for 32 years. So we're talking right now about a special Christmas-themed concert from Orchestra of New Spain, which is going to be December 6th at our Redeemer Lutheran Church. I presume that's in uh, Dallas. And, uh, That's just north of North Park. Oh, okay, yeah, North Park. All right, right in the center there. Uh, orchestra, yeah, on Park Lane. Yeah, orchestraofnewspain.org is the, the website. And uh, this is a free concert. Donations are appreciated. And I'm, I'm, i i got to ask, you know, you talk about the language. If somebody does not speak Spanish, I'm guessing that should not be uh, prohibit That's them. That's not or, a problem. Or, yeah. We're providing translations of everything. Oh, great, great. And, and well, I should also note, because of the requirement to distance, we're asking everyone to please go to our website and reserve a ticket. Okay. The tickets are free, but you need to go and you're going to get, you're going to be introduced to Evite. And at Evite, you will put your name, your uh, email address, and the number of tickets up to four that you want. Okay, very good. Orchestra of New Spain.org. Let's play a couple of clips of the music that will be played. And obviously, we won't be able to play the whole uh, piece, but a, a portion of it. Uh, the first one is called An Angel, St. Joseph and Mary, appropriately named for a Christmas concert. And it's by Padre Antonio Soler, who you mentioned. Uh, any, any words of introduction for this one, um, Grover? Well, this is just one more of the ways that, that Padre Soler introduces the Holy Family. And in it, each one of those uh, family members speaks about their role in the process. So let's have a listen to this. (laughs) 
right. That is an angel, St. Joseph and Mary, Padre Antonio Soler. We're speaking to Grover Wilkins, the artistic director for Orchestra of New Spain. They have a concert coming up December 6th, right around the corner. You need to get online and register and let them know how many are you're coming, uh, and up to four, orchestraofnewspain.org. One more that we're going to play now, a clip from, is The Heaven and its stars by Esteban Salas. Um, what should we know about this one? Composer. Oh, great. Anything else about this one, Grover? Well, of course, the heavens. Uh, uh, the, the heavens are everything that God has revealed to us. And in this, three of our singers, wonderful uh, trio, three of our singles, singers will describe the relationship between the heavens and the stars and the Holy Family. just so happy that you guys are doing this i know like you said you're taking precautions you're going to be very safe it's going to be a safe opportunity but i think so many people are just eager to get out and uh and also yeah, to celebrate there for them celebrate something beautiful as well and um let's also talk about a couple other concerts that are coming up in the new year because that's going to be here right around the corner and those these are epiphany concerts that are going to be saturday january 5th at saint philip the apostle catholic church in pleasant grove and also uh the uh the 10th of january sunday at saint cecilia catholic church in west dallas that's right that's right this will be our third concert the one on the ninth saturday the ninth is uh, at St. Philip Apostle. This is the third year we've been with them, and it's been a wonderful experience. Uh, most of our audiences, as you can imagine, are white uh, and and part of the musical, the classical music community. When we go to uh, St. Philip, this is the this is the local community, and all of these Spanish-speaking uh, congregants, the pastor always. Uh, is so warmly uh, attuned to what we're doing that he does a great job of getting his congregants to come. And the the applause and the excitement about these concerts is really quite wonderful. I'm sure it will be the same at St. Cecilia on the 10th. Um, just check with those church uh, calendars. And you can also check on, uh, check with our website. We've got the time and places for those as well. All right. But we're looking forward very much to singing Spanish music, Spanish-speaking folks. Yeah, it's a real that's a that's a real joy. And uh, actually, I have to say I'm proud of my singers. They do one great job of getting the message across. Yeah, and you guys must just be bursting at the seams, excited to get out there and sing. I uh, I wonder. I, I mean, I'm guessing that 2020 has been a challenge for you and the all the, the awful uh, and awful. and and all the more reason why if people go, of course, it's a free concert, but support you because I'm sure the funds are not where they, where they need to be, and this is a good way to support good music and culture, right? I'm so I'm so pleased that you say that. We hate to say it, but it takes money to run these things. So, yeah. 
And if people just want to donate, I'm guessing they can do that as well. Of course, the best thing to do is get out to one of these concerts and uh, and take in some great music and uh, culture and uh, celebrate with your family and also celebrate Christmas and Epiphany, orchestraofnewspain.org. Grover, we're just about out of time. Is there anything else that you'd like to communicate to our listeners other than, than to get online and register for one of these concerts and support the good work that you guys are doing? Uh, let their neighbors know. Uh, whether you're talking about in North Dallas at uh, North Park and our Redeemer, or whether you're uh, in one of these two communities, Pleasant Grove or West West Oak Cliff, this is a great opportunity to come with your with your friends to enjoy the Christmas season. Wonderful. Well, Grover, I hope it's a great success. Thank you for taking some time with us, and Thank you, uh, thanks also to Freya Bergren, the marketing director there. And uh, one more time, that website, orchestraofnewspain.org. The first concert's going to be December 6th at Our Redeemer Lutheran Church over there by North Park Mall. And we invite you to participate and just do something really fun and get out and about. So, Grover, appreciate it. Y also, Feliz Navidad a todos. Amen. Uh, Diane Xavier, thank you also for running the board, and thank you for listening. Hope you're, ha- you're having a great Advent so far, and if you can uh, give me ideas for future programs, I always appreciate it. It makes my job a little easier to have people like Freya who are um, uh, sending me emails about things that are going on. Dave Palmer at grnonline.com is my email address. God bless you. Have a great rest of your weekend. Thanks for joining us for this week's KATH 910 AM Interview of the Week. We hope you've enjoyed this presentation of Catholic news and information pertinent to North Texas Catholics. Please join us again next week at this same time for another KATH 910 AM Interview of the Week. Hi, this is Dave Palmer welcoming our new sponsor, Homeschool Connections, an online curriculum provider where students meet with instructors online with other students for live, interactive classes. Instructors include Tim Staples for apologetics, John Martinoni for scripture, Joseph Pierce for literature, and I teach a class called An Introduction to the Summa Theologia. Your high school student can learn Christian philosophy according to the angelic doctor, St. Thomas Aquinas. Homeschoolconnections.com, online Catholic learning for your homeschooling family is available for you. The Diocese of Dallas will continue to broadcast the celebration of the Holy Mass on Sundays for those who are not able to participate in person at their parish. The Mass is now being broadcast in English at 11 a.m. with a repeat at 12 noon on Channel 27 and each Sunday at 8 a.m. in Spanish on Univision Channel 23. For updates on the broadcast of the Mass and other news and information from the Dallas Diocese, please visit cathedal.org. Loretta House in Denton is a pregnancy resource center that serves women dealing with unplanned pregnancies. They provide free pregnancy testing and free ultrasounds. Clients receive material goods like diapers, baby items, clothing, parenting classes, and more. Loretta House is an official apostolate of the Diocese of Fort Worth. All services are provided free of charge and remain completely confidential. Many babies are saved and many hearts changed. For more information, visit LorettaHouse.org or call 940-380-8191. Don't give each other things this Christmas. Give each other the gift of great communication, a deep love, and a marriage filled with God by participating in a Worldwide Marriage Encounter Weekend. In response to the COVID-19 pandemic, the ministry is offering virtual experiences so couples can benefit from a Worldwide Marriage Encounter Weekend rather than in person as usual. For dates for virtual Worldwide Marriage Encounter Weekends, visit dfwme.org.
Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Catholic Radio for your soul in North Texas. Heard also on grnonline.com and on your smartphone. 